0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Future of XYZ. Today, we have Judy Moon. Uh, Judy, welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me. It's a pleasure. We're talking about something today that is so important and so relevant to the world we're currently living in, perhaps more than ever, which is the future of the cloud. Um, you obviously, and I'll let you talk about your current company uh, throughout the course of this, but you're the Senior Vice President of Sales at Everything. You have a long history uh, in, in, in tech, let's just call it, across many companies, uh, and you started your career as a D2C marketer in the media and entertainment space. So you've certainly seen uh, a major transition in technology over the course of your career, and so I'm looking forward to diving into this. Thanks, so am I. So let's just start with the basic and we're going to be talking about the future of the cloud. So what is the cloud?
1: So the cloud uh, on a very high level uh, is the ability to, there are a bunch of servers uh, in the cloud, uh, but that allows for different kinds of platforms to be built. Um, That's off premise, so everything kind of sits in, in a cloud. And uh, when we think about cloud, we think of uh, AWS, Microsoft Azure and so forth, right? But all those servers are then being used by different companies like like everything uh, in order to build out uh, different types of platform that can fill um, certain needs.
0: That's great, and AWS, of course, being Amazon Web Services, they're a couple of, as you mentioned, key players in this space who have built out what we'll call consider hardware um, right. that that supports everyone else. And when we think about the cloud, it's called the cloud because it lives somewhere up here, as we keep right. referring to, right? It's it's in the ether. Right. Um, what does the future you know what is the what is the present and what is the future and maybe a little short history lesson of of how the cloud has evolved and where you think it's going
1: uh well let's see i don't know how big a you know big of a history lesson i could give but um certainly i can talk about uh when the internet exploded right this idea of things being connected through the internet all of that is being done in the cloud um that was a major disruption in, in, in so many um, uh, aspects of our lives and also for businesses and in, in different industries. Um, today and, and going forward, I think, especially in light of uh, what to, what's taking place during COVID, we all saw the need for um, you know us to look at how we do things differently. And I think this is where technology especially cloud technology was really help, helped uh, businesses and people to to live differently during COVID, right? Like people working remotely, children learning um, from home, um, colleagues connecting with each other, um, you know, through through Zoom calls and whatnot. So I think that the the in some ways the future is is here regarding the cloud technology, but I think a lot of businesses have recognized that Uh, systems and different parts of their businesses need to move into the cloud in order to um, set up systems that are resilient to unpredictability and disruption, right? So I think we've just been, you know, all all businesses during COVID have really seen uh, this need to move uh, parts of their business, most parts of their businesses into the cloud.
0: I think think what's interesting about Speaking about disruption, which is, of course, what COVID has done to our world or has been an example of, is the unpredictability of our future state and our reliance, frankly, we need the cloud and companies are recognizing they need to move to the cloud because of the complexity, because of the potential for continuous disruption. So how does the cloud enable companies to behave differently. And, and, and if we want to talk about everything, which of course, as a Fast Company 2020 winner um, of you know game-changing, world-changing ideas, I think it's really important to talk about what you guys are doing perhaps, and some of the other things you're seeing in the world that really are, are, are helping,
1: I guess, buffer against this disruption. So just to put a little context to, to your question here. So when you think about, different cloud platforms that exist already um, and have existed for a little bit. Um, You know, when you think about a uh, platform for um, information about uh, a brand's customers, for example, we think about a CRM system. Um, We think about like a, a Salesforce. Uh, When we think about content, um, marketing um, is thinking about content, then we think about possibly Adobe as a sort of cloud system where all that content is being managed and created. Um, You know, on the sort of uh, enterprise side, there's SAP for as an ERP system, all these systems are living in, in the cloud. Now we're talking about what everything is, is a cloud platform for consumer products. So what I mean by that is it's a platform that uh, will um, create digital twins of passive physical uh, objects or things or products um, in in the platform and be able to um, aggregate and manage and capture all data about those uh, products. Uh, at the same time, once the products are digitized and we hope that this is done at a very early stage in the product life cycle, so like that point of manufacture, then we are able to then track and trace those products and, uh, along the entire life journey uh, in a cloud setting right So when you think about physical products let's say product manufacturer uh, is producing a number of, you know let's say they're producing candy bars right they're mm-hmm. physical things in a specific manu- you know facility. They move along the supply chain they go into stores and consumers are you know um, consuming them well all of that that journey is also then replicated in 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 the cloud in, in the platform so for from a consumer products manufacturing perspective uh, they can have full visibility into what is happening with with their products as it's, well as how consumers are engaging with them Interesting because, I, I mean, there are a
0: couple of things that come to mind, obviously, with my own background, both in apparel and fashion, as well as, I mean, technology and, and, and most importantly, consumer packaged goods. I mean, there, there are a number of aspects here. What you're talking about is life cycle management. So from the raw materials all the way to the finished product, to the delivery, and then to the consumer experience and utilization. So if you're talking about washing machines, I know you are you guys are dealing in consumer you know products but as a durable good a washing machine has a much longer life cycle than than say for instance a candy bar so can can this technology with that digital twin it can actually foresee the lifespan of this washing machine
1: well i'm not sure What's about it seeing it doesn't have that sort of <laughs> future looking uh, capability but what it can do is track and trace that product whether it's a candy bar or a um, you know a jacket or whether it's a washing machine, it really doesn't matter what that physical item is. We can as long as we can put some sort of digital tag or a trigger on the product, we can um, you know capture uh, the, the, that, that product's journey along the life cycle and it could last maybe five years or it could just be something that's consumed right away. Um, And is this, how is this different than blockchain or is it using blockchain
0: technology um, as part of the platform?
1: So blockchain is something that we also support. If you think about blockchain, it's immutable, right? It's one of the the reasons why somebody, a, a company may be interested in working with blockchain. We have what's called the blockchain integration hub. So we can integrate with a blockchain provider and in fact have partnerships with six different partner um, blockchain um, companies. Um, blockchain is just one way to track and trace or, or authenticate products, right? And it's certainly not relevant for all product manufacturers out there. Perhaps it makes more sense for more of the luxury uh, goods items. Right. Um, but it's an option and we can connect to blockchain as well. But the, the difference here though, is that if you, if the product cloud is tracking and tracing the journey of the product or the data around that journey, the brand owns that data. This, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, where platform as a license so the brand um, has full visibility into the data. They own it um, and they can also move that data. Whereas in a blockchain, it's it's there it's it's stuck you can't move it right and you're right and, right, and you're stuck with that specific blockchain provider that you're working with
0: that's really interesting. And I think, you know, you just mentioned something. It's a paid license for a platform. There are a lot of terminologies. I mean, you talked about ERP earlier for, for SAP. And you know, we throw out these terms, or I, I can't say I do, but you're a salesperson in tech force. You're throwing out terms. I mean, there are terms like SAS, which is S small, two small A's, big S for anyone listening who doesn't already know what it is, which is of course software as a service, which is like you know, Gmail at its most basic, but you just mentioned Pass, which is platform as a service. Is that how you guys see yourself at everything? And what is kind of the integration of these things with cloud or the relationship?
1: Well, so in order for so the product cloud um, works with we work with um, Amazon AWS. That's where our cur- current servers come from. Certainly, we could also work with Microsoft and and use their Azure, um, you know, servers uh, as well. So, you know, at the base level, the um, to um, both Amazon and Microsoft, they provide servers that can be utilized for by companies like everything to build. Platform um, in the cloud using their their servers. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um, and it's and it's very interesting. Uh, what's also interesting, I think, is the applications. Right. So you know, I think the cloud gets thrown around a lot, and for those of us you know who operate vaguely within the tech sphere. Right, we kind of have an understanding, and we think of server farms, and we think of data management, and we think about you know kind of this this zeros and ones, if you will. And yeah. I had a guest on talking about you know uh, data integration a, a, a month or so ago, and talking about cloud theory, mathematics is in fact the way that we're going to solve for this challenge. Um, so there's lots of tech in this. Yeah. For the layman, you know, how is this? all related to the everyday and how is the future of the cloud going to impact us in our daily lives?
1: Thank you so much for that question. It's a really great one. Uh, And sometimes for those of us who work on the tech side, uh, we get so involved with the tech, we don't always, you know, discuss the application. So that's a really great point. So if I could just put it in really simple, basic terms, um, at the base level, there are these servers. Next, you have these platforms that are built on top of these servers or using these servers. And on top of the platform, then you have all different kinds of applications that can be built. So for us, you know, we digitize products, right? We connect the physical to the digital and you're asking, so what, right? Well, the so what is that then we can actually, um, the, the digital twins participate in this ecosystem in order to, um, solve some complex problems. So what are some of these problems that we could solve? Um, supply chain transparency is a problem we could help solve. And as we saw during COVID and continue to see, the lack of visibility along the supply chain is hugely problematic. And part of that is because actually the supply chain is uh, is fragmented, right? And um we're doing some critical work to try to defragment, if that's a word, uh, the supply chain. And and, fig- and and so the platform was built to be interoperable and to, to use um, a common language that the industry will use. And uh, we were on the forefront. Um, in fact, just yesterday, we announced that um, the work that our CTO, Don Guinard, has been doing with GS1 around the new standard uh, called EPCIS 2.0. It's mm-hmm. a new supply chain standard that uh, has been uh, has moved to community review. And what uh, do you mean exactly? It means I think that the members, uh, it's open to the public review and, it, and uh, we expect it to be ratified. And once it's ratified, the implication of that means that we have this new global standard uh, where, um, that would allow different systems along the supply chain to be able to talk to each other in a common language. So right now, as I said, supply chain is really fragmented, but when we get to the point where everybody's using the same standard, then local systems can speak to another system and everything can actually speak to the cloud platform like everything. And we wouldn't be, I'm not saying we would be the only option here, right? But there would be platforms like ours in the cloud that can actually connect with the different systems that exist along the supply chain. So, you know, maybe it's like connecting with um, the the factory system, right? Or data management system or whatever those systems are as the, the products are moving along the journey. And all that data then would be aggregated under a single platform, giving a holistic view to the brand of how, I mean, where their products are. If there's a shipment missing somewhere, then they'll know that, right? Because they're yeah. having this, a single was, view of bo- things.
0: Boxes of candy bars and sneakers don't fall off trucks anymore. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right, but there are ships right now stuck with, you know, crates and crates of, of goods sitting somewhere in some ocean, you know what I mean? Right now there's a, the supply chain is a bit of a mess.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. And I think you know coming back to the disruption that we've experienced through COVID, the supply chain and the interconnectedness of our global supply chains, right yes. I think is so important for understanding. and I think that's where the cloud, perhaps I mean obviously everything is what you're saying, not your company, everything, but everything in the world is beginning to kind of float and live in the cloud. Yes. You know, But in real life on planet Earth, the average person doesn't understand necessarily the complexity of these systems. So yeah. the cloud helps all of us on our daily basis not have to think about the complexity in the world, it seems yeah. like.
1: Yeah. So let me actually touch on that. So how does it affect... The you know the average person in the street. How does it affect you and me or every other consumer out there? Well, um, here are some, some ways that it could actually impact our lives. Um, when we have access to supply chain data, we can help uh, authenticate products. Uh, so you know everybody knows that counterfeiting is a massive issue for most brands uh, across different vertical markets. So if you can track and trace your products along the product lifecycle, you. You can see when diversion activity is happening. You can see when there's um, counterfeited activity happening, right? So on a very, you know that that impacts consumers so that consumers are not, you know, they can actually, purchase, for example, Ralph Lauren shirt, scan the code that we put it help to put on there and authenticate that that's actually a real Ralph Lauren shirt that they've paid for and not a fake item, right? Yeah. Um, so that's sort of a, from a brand integrity perspective. And then on the, um, in terms of engaging with consumers, now consumers have the ability to, um, you know, scan uh, codes on products and be able to get authentication validation or, um, Data that shows that the the product is what it says it is, right? So provenance information about that piece of smoked salmon that you might be wanting to purchase, you can get all kinds of information. Or maybe that shirt wasn't made from cotton that came from a certain you know part of China, etc. Right? So all that data that we uh, we ingest into the into the platform, we can surface that to the consumer for sustainability purposes. It could be recycling information. It could be about digitally delivering content that would have taken, you know, uh, multiple hang tags on a product that gets thrown away, right? Reduce uh, waste as well as cost. So there are a number of different ways that consumers also benefit from this technology.
0: So let's go back to the consumer interaction with the technology. Besides the, you know, we're talking at this point about, you know, kind of supply chain side um, and delivery mechanism versus, you know. My Gmail, my, you know, Google Drive lives in the cloud. So the average consumer may also be interacting with it in that sense. But like at the finished goods side, and and this tra- traceability and trackability as you're talking about, I mean, something that's very interesting, obviously, sustainability is a big piece of this. And it's, it's, it's incre- increasingly important to understand both your impact on the planet, but also the people who are producing and delivering, as you said, does the cost, and where does the cost come from in China, for instance. Um, but I think one of the things that's very interesting to me is like, what else, you know, what else is coming down the pipeline for us? And you talked before about apps. And so consumers are becoming more accustomed to looking at apps. We almost every brand has its own branded app for as a mechanism for delivering personalized group on storytelling, you know, et cetera. And that's more the world that I play in, Judy. Apps, for instance, use an API in order to build and to use your model of the cloud. To build, obviously, they build in the cloud, but they build an API that connects what they've built in the cloud to your platform. Is that is that fair and accurate?
1: Yeah. So actually, let me clarify what I mean by a, a, a applications. I'm talking about solutions and not necessarily native app applications that, for example, that you download on your phone and yeah. use. I'm, I'm talking more about sort of the solution applications that we build on top of the platform. Now, consumer engagement, as you and I both know, you don't necessarily need to download a, a native app in order to scan QR codes, right? And that's what, what's so great about the acceleration of the use of QR codes during COVID is now everybody knows what a QR code is. And so for consumers, there are so little barriers now to getting really interesting information about the products that they are looking to purchase or have purchased. Um, so I just wanna make sure that that, that, that was clear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's totally useful and helpful
0: because I think it's right. But to the point of the app, the yeah. consumer facing sure. app there is also an opportunity for all this information to be delivered and tailored directly to a particular consumer. Right, yes,
1: yes. And so, uh, yes, applications, apps can also be built using API um, and SDKs uh, uh, connected to the platform.
0: Very interesting. So as we wrap up, Judy, I think one question I have is, so it feels very much like the future of the cloud is right now. (laughs) Um, what is the you know? What else would you love people who are listening, whether they're techie or not techie, to know about you know the future of the cloud? Maybe some maybe some hopeful things that it can solve, but also some watchouts and 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 challenges that you're foreseeing.
1: So I think that this technology is is really great for consumers because consumers now will have so much more information about the products that they choose to purchase and the companies they choose to support, uh, especially when we think about some of the sustainability challenges facing us. And, um, you know, lots of research shows that consumers really care about working with, you know, uh, aligning with brands whose missions align with theirs. And, but it's not just enough, I believe, for a brand to make assertions and claims. I think that we need to be able to validate those claims. Uh, and, and this technology will really help us to, to do that, right? Is that shirt really made without cotton from a specific part of China, you know what I mean? And yeah. is that seafood really, you know, was it caught without slave labor? I mean, there are lots of, you know, um, things that we're all concerned about as human beings. and Um, technology can help us to you know to hold people accountable right companies accountable to some of the the goals that they they are um, they have going into the future so that's super exciting challenges you know uh, you know people always ask about data data privacy it's an absolutely critical concern we are um, a highly secure platform and we are ISO certified and we um ensure that we follow all the data privacy laws. And so this is something that everybody, I think across the board in any kind of platform or app we use that, that is of a concern. Um, but we, you know, in our company, we absolutely do everything in our, in our, you know, within our power to make sure that we are, are secure and that we, we don't violate any privacy laws. And which
0: is awesome, but as we think about like the future of the cloud, obviously there, there are nefarious players who are also using the cloud for what we will call nefarious activities. So yeah. I think that data privacy swings both ways and, and being able to be held accountable across all these different factors, as you're describing, is really, um, we hope that it is used for good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Judy, thank you so much for this really interesting discussion. Uh, It's kind of like a primer on the cloud. um, (laughs) It feels like just the tip of the very, 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 very big iceberg. But thank you for joining us today on Future of XYZ. Thanks, Lisa. I enjoyed it. Um, And everyone listening to uh, subscribe to Future of XYZ for other interesting conversations similar to the Future of the Cloud. Please make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. They are housed in the cloud as well. (laughs) Um, And make sure that you follow Future of XYZ on Instagram or visit future-of.xyz to learn more uh, about LVG & Co. or to nominate a future guest. So thanks again, Judy. We look forward, everyone else, to seeing you next week.
1: Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to the Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.